Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. I hope that everybody had a great weekend. We are broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key out of Noonan, Georgia. And we are brought to you by Ivy Park Sports Bar Grill, Go Jump at Slide Inflatables, and Backwoods Barbecue. No guests today, but I do have a jam-packed show. I always like to do these Monday shows just to reset the what's going on for the week, and to recap the major sporting events over the weekend. I can't believe we are 10 days away from high school football. So on the show today, I'm going to recap my high school football rankings. And you voted as an audience. My high school game of the week will be Glenwood at St. Ann Pacelli. It was a very close contest between Opelika and Callaway and Glidwood and St. Ann Pacelli. I will reveal my high school rankings. The Atlanta Braves drop four out of five to the New York Mets, and now the Mets have a six and a half game lead over the Braves. And with NFL preseason this weekend, I will preview the AFC South. And with the Field of Dreams game coming up this Thursday, it got me thinking. What was the biggest tear-jerker moment for you as a sports fan? All right. Like I mentioned today, no guest. It was a very busy week last week. Went to seven days as I just continued on having shows. I had a lot of people that reached out to me that said they wanted to be on the show. And uh, I also reached out to several other people. We had a lot of fun. It really was great. And I hope that you're able to check out those shows as we are a little ahead of schedule on tomorrow's show, I'm going to have host of Tailgate Talk, Antoine Prather, making his second appearance. We're going to talk everything high school football up here in Troop County. On Wednesday's show, I'm going to have Gabe Reynolds. As we get into football season, I would just love to hear his sports takes on his favorite teams because they're very popular teams. And great to have Gabe on the show, especially. When he has an opportunity to talk about Alabama football and the Dallas Cowboys, I will give him that opportunity. So let's get right into the show. Not a very good weekend for the Atlanta Braves. I watched that game last night. Jacob DeGrom had a perfect game through five and a third, and then Dansby Swanson did hit that two-run bomb. But the Atlanta Braves fall to the New York Mets five to two. It just was not a good weekend for the Braves and it clearly shows that you know the Mets are for real. Everybody expects the New York Mets to collapse. And I don't see that happening. I think the New York Mets are a legitimate contender. And yes, there are talks about a Subway series. Like I said, anybody but the Dodgers. The Braves will get a day off and then they will travel up to Fenway Park to take on the Boston Red Sox for a two-game series starting on Tuesday at 710 
on TBS. Right now, the Atlanta Braves, they lead in the wild card, but they're six and a half back of the New York Mets. The Dodgers just continue winning. They sweep the San Diego Padres. Remember when the Padres made all those moves? Getting Juan Soto and making all these moves, and it doesn't matter because the Dodgers are a very well-run organization, and they are on a mission to try to win the World Series this year. The best record in all of baseball, 75-33. and 33. Well, the Yankees have gone back to earth. The Astros are now a half game back. It seems like that Justin Verlander is not slowing down as he is getting better with age. Oh, I love Major League Baseball during this time. I know we got football coming up, high school football, 10 days away from the opener. I know several teams, including Troop County, had their scrimmages over the weekend. We got more scrimmages this weekend. We got LaGrange taking on Harris County. I may go to that game because LaGrange is the opponent that Smith Station is playing on the 18th, and Harris County is the opponent that Russell County is playing on August the 26th. So I think that would be a good game to attend to scout both those teams. So I've had a very popular post on my Twitter page, and it's getting a lot of buzz. Every week, I reveal my top 10 high school teams in East Alabama and West Georgia. And it's starting to become a little popular, and you're probably wondering, like, why am I changing my rankings when no games have been played? you got to factor in. We've had media days both for Alabama and Georgia. And I've also read some sports articles from local newspapers and magazines in the Chattahoochee Valley that's got their rankings. So here we go. I'm going to start with Alabama making the list at number 10. A lot of demand from this football program, the Valley Rams. They are number 10. I think getting Cam Dooley back at quarterback. And moving down to 5A, I think Valley will be successful this season. Number 9, Lochapoca. Lochapoca's coach made it known during media days that they want to win a state championship. And I think for single A, I believe Lochapoca is that type of team that can win. Number 8, new to the list is Hanley Tigers, the 4A team out of Roanoke, Alabama. I added them to this list because, well, I've expanded the Chattahoochee Valley just a little bit, especially when Eufaula reached out to me. Yeah, they're part of the Chattahoochee Valley. I got Glenwood at number seven, Eufaula at number six, and then number five, Russell County. Making a big jump is Chambers Academy at number four as they are making the move to AISA. They have a little bit more freedom and they will have an opportunity to compete for a state title. My top three teams have not changed. Opelika is number three, Auburn is number two, and Central is number one. All three of those teams are ranked in the state. They have the new 7A rankings out. Central is number two behind the three-time state champions, Thompson, followed by Auburn and then Hewitt Trustful. That is going to be a massive game between Central and Hewitt Trustful. And then Auburn takes on Hoover week one as well. And Opelika will take on Callaway. When I think of 7A Region 2, I think of a very difficult region. And uh, that's why I think that even though Smith Station has improved, 
They only won two games last year. I could see Smith Station winning maybe four games. I see them beating Dothan, Benjamin Russell, possibly Lee, and sneaking a win over Jefferson Davis. It is going to be hard to compete with the big boys in 7A Region 2. And that's why Smith Station, I think, could win four games. But we shall see. Moving on to the rankings in West Georgia. At number 10, I got the Greenville Patriots. The talented program out of 2A. They are hosting the Spencer Green Wave Week 1. That is going to be a massive game. At number 9, you got the Manchester Blue Devils. They are going to compete for a single-A private. They do have a very tough schedule if they have to play Chattahoochee County. That's who I have at number 8. Chattahoochee County's got a new head coach, but they have some optimism after winning 10 games last season, and they make my list. Followed by number 7, Harris County. The Harris County Tigers. New coach, new attitude. In 5A, they made it to the second round of the playoffs last year. We will see how they go when they host Troop County in Hamilton, Georgia on the 19th. That is going to be a key matchup. And then number six is St. Ampicelli Vikings. And you voted for it on Twitter, but the Sports Beats High School Game of the Week is Glenwood at St. Ampicelli. I've posted it on my Twitter page. I've got some likes. And then number five, you got the Hardaway Hawks. They're going to be hosting the Carver Tigers week one. Number four, I flip-flop these teams, and here's why. LaGrange is at number four. Troop County is at number three. A lot of people think that Troop County is going to win their region, and I agree. I think that Troop County in 4A Region 4, they've got Teo Todd coming back at quarterback. I saw some highlights from their scrimmage. Teo Todd looked amazing. And I think that's why I put Troop County just slightly above LaGrange. They will be tested when they play Harris County. But they have them projected to finish first in 4A Region 4. Followed by Whitewater, Riverdale. They got LaGrange fourth. And then Trinity Christian. Trinity Christian is making a huge jump from 1A to 4A. So that's going to be a very interesting move for Trinity Christian this year. So Troop County is number three. Carver is number two. And I had him number one last week, but this is why I have Carver number two. They got Pierre Coffey, brand new head coach from Chattahoochee County. I still think they're going to compete for a state title, even though they have gone down to 3A. But the latest poll has got Crisp County winning the region. So Carver's got a tough region. And one reason why I flip-flop these two teams, I got Callaway number one. Callaway, even though they're a 2A program, Callaway is one of the favorites to win the state title for 2A. Also, Callaway has stability at coach. I look at their regular season. I'm predicting them to go 8-2. and two. I think there are two games that Callaway could stumble on the road against Cedartown, remember they competed for a state championship at 4A. Cedartown lost to Carver 22-21 to last season. And then Columbia. I think that even though Columbia is projected to finish third in 2A Region 5, I think that it's going to be a very challenging game on the road. But Callaway is just returning all their starters on offense. Deshaun Coleman, Quay Whitfield, Sam Williams. Their talented running back, Quay Whitfield, their wide receiver, Sam Williams, majority of their defensive and offensive line is coming back as well. And Callaway will be tested 
when they host the Opelika Bulldogs, a 7A program from the state of Alabama at Callaway Stadium on August the 19th. You know, I can't wait to get Antoine Prather on the show tomorrow so we can talk about that game. We are going to try to mention all the big-time games at Callaway Stadium and what he is looking forward to because you have three remarkable programs in Troop County that can compete and make a big run in the state playoffs. So that's why that's why I flip-flopped the teams. I got Callaway number one, and I got Carver number two. So there's my rankings. I hope you like them. I will reveal rankings every week. Hopefully my rankings don't change next week but we do have some scrimmage games and i do plan on seeing harris county and lagrange in the scrimmage this friday oh that should be fun all right you have nfl preseason this weekend it's week one i know we already have the hall of fame game problem with these hall of fame games is that nobody ever plays Uh, josh jacobs got a lot of carries though but zamir white the former georgia bulldog running back 11 carries 52 yards He is going to be a sleeper on some people's fantasy teams. But this Thursday night, you got the New York Giants taking on the New England Patriots and the Tennessee Titans taking on the Baltimore Ravens. I'm looking forward to seeing that Titans game. I just want to see if Malik Willis can do some things on offense. And then the Atlanta Falcons will take on the Detroit Lions this Friday night. I would like to see how Marcus Mariota, if he can get in there, to see how he can control the offense. And then I'd like to see Desmond Ritter work some things with the second team. And maybe this year the Atlanta Falcons don't go 0-4 in the preseason. I want to see something productive from their second and third string players. It seems like the Atlanta Falcons have never had depth, thanks to Thomas Dimitrov. I mean, what can you say? But they got a new GM, and hopefully they have some depth on this team. And GM Terry Fontenot knows what he's doing. But it's going to be good. I'm a football fan that watches the preseason. So I'm looking forward to that. So for college football, the latest coaches poll has just come out. I'm not going to argue with it. I think that they got it right. I think that Alabama should be the number one team in the country. I mean, why not? Nick Saban said that last year was a rebuilding year. Look at all the starters they lost on their team. And for them to come back, struggle against Florida, struggle against Arkansas, struggle against Auburn, able to win those games in dramatic fashion, and for Dick Saban to win the SEC, to win a college football playoff game, and to meet Georgia in the national championship with that team? Look, Georgia fans, I know you're happy you got your national championship, but you had to beat Alabama there because that was a rebuilding season for the Crimson Tide, right? So I agree, Alabama is number one. They are projecting that they are going to go undefeated and win another national championship which would give Nick Saban his seventh national championship is that when he finally calls it quits I'd like to know I'm okay with Ohio State being ranked second they got CJ Stroud he's going to be a Heisman Trophy candidate they have Jackson Jigba he's going to be a talented wide receiver they got most of their team coming back they had an incredible Rose Bowl against Utah last year and stumbled a couple times against Oregon and Michigan that kept them out of the college football playoff. But Ohio State has a very easy schedule. Now we go to the Bulldogs, the defending national champions. I still think the Bulldogs are going to be great. Stetson Bennett coming back. He's got confidence 
He had the third highest QBR out of all the college football quarterbacks, and he still has weapons on the offense. Look at the tight ends that he has coming back. Brock Bowers, Darnell Washington, and Eric Gilbert. If Georgia has fallen off a little bit, maybe a little bit on the offensive line and maybe a little bit on running back, but I don't think their defense is going to take a step back that much. I think their defense has reloaded, and they still have Jalen Carter. They still have Nolan Smith. They still have Keely Ringo. Just enjoy it, Georgia fans, because there's no shame in losing to Alabama if you do. Now they can get over the hump. The Demons have been put to bed, and Georgia could just go out and play football. If there's anybody that's capable of beating Alabama, it's Georgia. And I expect these two teams to meet in the SEC Championship. All right, so we know who the first three teams in college football are. The number four team, they have Clemson here. And why not? Dabo Sweeney is a great head coach. They had a really down year last year, losing to Pittsburgh and NC State and Georgia to start the season. But Clemson is still expected to win the ACC and go to the college football playoff. But not so fast. I think Miami is right there that could win the Coastal. And they play Clemson this year. And Clemson does have a pretty tough schedule having to play Notre Dame. And I wouldn't count on NC State either because NC State is actually ranked in the top 15. So Clemson is number four. They got Notre Dame at number five on this list. Notre Dame, Marcus Freeman coming back. Still a great team. I think that Notre Dame is going to turn some heads and they will be tested. That first game, week one, playing Ohio State. Number six, they got Texas A&M. Number seven, Michigan. Number eight, Utah. Oklahoma, number nine, and Baylor, number 10. Interesting, only three SEC teams in the top 10. The next SEC team is Kentucky at number 21. You got Kentucky, Arkansas, number 23, Ole Miss, number 24, Tennessee's got some receiving votes. You got Auburn that's got some receiving votes. Surprisingly, Florida has only got 17 votes. Do people think that Florida is going to be that bad this year? I don't know. If I trust the system, if I trust that Billy Napier is the guy and that Anthony Richardson is the quarterback, Florida might surprise some people this year. One thing I love about college football is that week zero that weekend, August 27th, I'm going to be watching. You got Nebraska and Northwestern. Duquesne taking on Florida State. A lot of people think that Mike Norville has turned the corner. But they're going to be tested week one, taking on LSU. And then Thursday, September the 1st, the Backyard Brawl, West Virginia, taking on Pittsburgh. A rivalry renewed. JT Daniels is now the quarterback for the Mountaineers. I'm really getting excited about that Field of Dreams game between the Chicago Cubs and the Cincinnati Reds on Thursday night. I know we're going to have NFL preseason, but I will be watching that Field of Dreams game. I remember last year when Kevin Costner came out of the cornfield. It gave me chills. And then moments later, seeing all the baseball players come out of the cornfield. That was a cool moment, and I think they need to broaden on that. I think they need to bring James Earl Jones out and do a special tribute to Ray Liotta, who passed away. He was the guy that played Shoeless Joe Jackson in the movie. And I'm a fan of the movie. It got me wondering, what are some of the biggest tearjerker moments 
in sports history. So if you're a Boston Red Sox fan, and when they won the World Series in 2004, I know that was a tearjerker moment for you. A tearjerker moment like if Jim Valvano's speech at the ESPYs, or Stuart Scott's speech at the ESPYs, those can also be tearjerker moments. For me, obviously, when the San Francisco Giants won the World Series in 2010, got a little emotional, a little bit, a little tear-eyed. Maybe when Tiger Woods won the Masters, or when Michael Jordan won the NBA championship on Father's Day in 1996. It was the first time that Jordan was in an NBA Finals after his father passed away. That might have been a tearjerker moment. Or the Miracle on Ice, a tearjerker moment. All right, it's time to preview the AFC South. So every time I don't have a guest, I'm going to preview a division in football leading up to the NFL season. Last time I previewed the NFC South, you know, because we have that local team here in Georgia. But this time I'm going to preview the AFC South and why these teams are more evenly matched than you think. Everybody thinks that the Texans and the Jaguars are not going to compete at all. That it's the Colts and the Titans at, in the end. And rightfully so. I think that the Indianapolis Colts with Matt Ryan, it's the best offensive line he has had in his NFL career. I think him having Jonathan Taylor, him having T.Y. Hilton, he's got weapons. And I think the Colts do win the division at 10-7. and seven. Next, you got the Tennessee Titans. I believe the Tennessee Titans are going to finish 9-8. and eight. Going to take a step back because they don't have A.J. Brown or Julio Jones. But they still have Derrick Henry. And when Derrick Henry is healthy, they are an unstoppable team, even with Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. So the big question is, when will Malik Willis take over as the starting quarterback for Ryan Tannehill? Because... Head coach Mike Vrabel might realize that Malik Willis can actually do more things offensively and could be a more explosive quarterback. We shall find out. They play preseason against the Baltimore Ravens Thursday night. The Titans defense is still great. Jarrell Casey, they, they've got a great defense. I think the Tennessee Titans go 9-8. and eight. I think they take a step back from last season. And then the Jacksonville Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence under year two, under Doug Peterson's system. He also will have Travis Ntn coming back. Also, Trayvon Walker looked pretty good in that preseason game against the Raiders. He's good as advertised. I think the Jaguars do improve slightly. Maybe go 5-12. and 12, Maybe 6-11. and 11. And the Houston Texans... I know that they're going to have a little bit of stability with Davis Mills at the quarterback position. But let's not kid ourselves. They're not a very good team. I think they'll go 4-15. and 15. I think they'll go 4-13. and 13. So it's pretty simple. Every time I don't have a guest, I will preview another division. I mean, that was quick, right? I mean, you got what you got. All right. Well, in front of a packed house of 68,000 fans at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium... Atlanta United started to show some promise. They defeated the Seattle Sounders for the first time in their franchise history. I mean, they played they played to a lot of ties. This was the first time they've actually beaten the Sounders. I know. 
they were able to beat the Sounders two to one, two mil in the 94th minute. Had a little bit of extra time going in to the 94th minute. Andrew Gutman gets the go-ahead goal. And Atlanta United closes out the first half of the Major League Soccer season on a high note. Still a long shot to make the playoffs as they are still in 12th place with 28 points. But only two points behind the playoff leader, the Chicago Fire and Orlando City. As we get ready to have the MLS All-Star Game, the MLS All-Stars will take on Liga MX. No players from Atlanta United are on this All-Star team. What a shame. Just a, a franchise who had a lot of promise winning an MLS Cup in 2018 has fallen off so bad that we get excited when they get a win. Speaking of soccer, we had a huge announcement in the National Indoor Soccer League, another expansion team. You got the Central Florida Crusaders joining the league. There's now six teams in the NISL. Well, that's all the time I have on the show. I do want to thank all my listeners that have downloaded my podcast. And don't forget to like, subscribe to my Facebook channel. And I'm also on Instagram, Twitter, just any social media that you could think of. I'm on it. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Stay tuned for Antoine Prather tomorrow. Hope everybody has a great rest of your day. And I'm out of here. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.